Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to episode 37 of From the Den. Hope you all had a nice weekend. I was going to say Thanksgiving. I think that was two weeks ago. Whatever. This one will be a quickie. Let's go through the NFL, cry about the Bears a little bit, and move on with our lives. All right. Week 13. First of all, how do we do this week? I would like to know that. Should I pause for a sec while we count our record? No. How about I give a takeaway, you give a takeaway? No, no. Do you hear? Like, I want to know what record I want. All right. Give me one sec. All right. So anyway, after picking, I believe, or after counting, I believe I went 10 and five this week or last week, week 13, I went 10 and five. I went nine and six. You beat me, Benjamin. I beat you like always. There actually hasn't been one week where Owen has beat me. Don't look it up, but that's, that's a fact. All right. Takeaway time. Takeaway time. Owen, you go first. Browns beat the Titans. Don't let the score fool you. The Browns dominated the Titans. The Browns are for real. We we doubt them on this we've, podcast. Yeah, we've said this since like maybe week two, but I'm not going to lie. I still have not trusted the Browns, and I picked the Titans to win this game. I still don't know if I trust the Browns. They're just so hot and cold. But with that said, this was their best win of the year, I'd say, in terms of beating a good team, and they beat them very convincingly. So maybe, I don't know. I'll have to see who they're playing. Hey, Benjamin. And I'll make my pick. They've been hot for nine games, cold for three. So, I mean, maybe yeah. they're hadn't called as we suspected okay next takeaway next takeaway hmm i mean i want to do something about giant seahawks but i don't know how to phrase it colt mccoy is better than daniel jones yeah sure 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 no um i'd say seahawks are definitely beatable they're not something i'll say is Russell Wilson was in playoff, was in uh, MVP, looking like an MVP caliber player at the first five games of the season, and he was putting up stats that were better than he had in years prior. Russell Wilson is the same Russell Wilson that he's been in years prior, and what I mean by that is he's still obviously an elite top seven, probably top five quarterback in the NFL, but he's going to have his highs and his lows if you look at just statistically. Um, this was obviously a low for Russell Wilson. So my point is Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. He's not ascended to a new level this season. Like we might've thought in the first five games. Um, so the Seahawks are beatable. The giants defense I'd say is legitimate and yeah. Yeah. All right. Chargers to beat the Patriots. Let me just laugh at that for a second. That might've been, that might go up on the board as one of our worst picks of the year. 45 nothing for the Patriots. If there's one thing Bill Belichick knows how to do, it is beat young quarterbacks. Justin Herbert played the worst game of his young career. Still probably going to win Rookie of the Year. Still my pick for Rookie of the Year, but bad effort from him. Two interceptions, no touchdowns. Patriots are still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they are in the playoff hunt, but uh, we'll see tonight. Yeah, tonight. We're recording this on Thursday night. We've got Rams-Patriots. Two teams actually very much in the playoff hunt, if not in the picture right now. Yeah. Um, all right. One more takeaway is Ravens-Cowboys. Cowboys just – I'm going to stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. Why? What do you mean by stop giving them the benefit of the doubt? 
Like, I keep saying, like, oh, they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. But, like, no, they're not going to. Yeah, win. I know. Did, did you pick them to win this week also? I them to win, but I thought Lamar Jackson wasn't playing. So, that's different. Yeah, I guess. Um, anyway, Ravens have a great offensive showing against this bad Cowboys D. Okay, of course. One of the biggest games of this week, of course. How could we let it go so long? Washington beats the Steelers. Finally, every NFL fan is rejoicing since if there's one thing that non-Steelers fans can agree on, it's that this 11-0, formerly 11-0 Steelers team was overrated. Now, I'm going to go on the record say this Steelers team is still a great team. Of course, they're 11-0 for some reason. They're not a bad team, but they're also not better than the Chiefs. I was saying that before they lost to Washington here. I was considering picking these Washington over the Steelers, but I picked the Steelers. I'm not going to brag too much about that. Um, yeah. So Steelers have finally lost. They've played in a lot of these close games against bad teams and good for um, Alex Smith. there coming out with the win. <laughs> you know, this might've been the battle for comeback player of the year. When you think about it, two of probably the uh, most popular nominees. And I think Alex Smith might've won comeback player of the year with that win, because it shows that he really has been successful in beating this 11 and 0 Steelers team. By the way, I pick Alex Smith to win comeback player of the year or in pick Ben Roethlisberger. My picks or everything else is, are going to be way off, but at least they got that one. Yeah. I'm very much not, Sure that that's what's going to happen. Alex Smith has been playing fine football. Ben Roethlisberger has been playing great football. I'm telling you, I, w- I would lay down a bet that Alex Smith wins comeback player of the year, barring injury. Maybe, I'm not sure. We'll see. I would, I would lay down a bet. <laughs> I'm that confident. Anyway, because I think there's more talk about Alex Smith coming back than Ben Roethlisberger, even though, whatever. Um, so you got any more takeaways? Nope. All right. Patriots Rams Super Bowl matchup kind of forgettable uh, that it's a Super Bowl matchup from two years ago since that was maybe the most forgettable Super Bowl of all time or Super Bowl of all time you could say fun fact who you got well fun fact the Rams haven't been the Patriots since 2001 but saying that I have the Rams it feels like the Patriots can't put two good games together in a row Hmm. that is interesting let's see their records for a second Patriots are six and six. Rams are eight and four. Ooh. I like the Rams in this one as well, I'm going to say. Just because I I can't trust as much as I. Sean McVay is a great coach. I I still like to lean on Bill Belichick. And I think that that might have been my flaw this year. I've picked the Patriots to win a lot of games this year. Um, but I'm going to go with the Rams here, just a better team right now. All right, Jaguars-Titans. I'm picking the Titans. I don't really feel like I need to explain myself there. Yep, I'm picking the Titans as well. Vikings-Buccaneers, I think, could end up being a more interesting game than it's being panned out to be. Uh, both teams really need this win. If the Vikings beat the Bucks, then they have the same record. And I think that a lot of people are, are thinking of the Bucks as a significantly better team than the Vikings. They're only one game ahead of them. And like I said, with a win here, the Vikings tie it up, make the NFC playoff race a lot more interesting. So who's your pick, Horn? My pick is the Buccaneers. You know, I think the the Vikings are a bit overrated. They're, they don't have great cornerbacks, and I really feel like Tom Brady is the best player to cover up this defense. Maybe not the best player, but he's a player who will be incredibly successful at, at 
taking advantage of bad defenses. Yeah, I mean, I do think that the Vikings are being slept on a little bit in this playoff conversation, but the Buccaneers match up incredibly well with the Vikings in that they've got those bad corners. Of course, any team matches up with well with a bad defense, but also uh, the Vikings thrive on the run, and the Buccaneers have a great defense overall, especially that front seven. So I think the Buccaneers can shut down this Vikings offense and take over with them with killing the cornerbacks. All right, Chiefs-Dolphins. Dolphins' defense could give Patrick Mahomes trouble early, I'd say. But, of course, the Chiefs are going to prevail. I mean, maybe not, of course. The Dolphins are a pretty good team. I like the Dolphins. Chiefs are going to pull away with it. In the end of the day, there's just no way to stop this Chiefs offense, I think. So I got to pick the Chiefs. I want to pick the Chiefs, but I'm also thinking about this. The Chiefs are going to lose a few more games. Well, first of all, why do you think that? And it's not like the Chiefs have no incentive to win. They are very much – they got to keep their foot on the gas pedal, per se, because right now, if the Chiefs and Steelers win out, the Steelers would have uh, the first seed because they would be undefeated in their division. No, I understand. But what I'm trying to say – is that I think that the Chiefs are going to lose a few more games just because I don't think that they're a good enough team to go 15-1 and one and having a dominant enough of you a... You really hated the Chiefs from the start, man. You picked them to go, what, like 10-6 and six this year, not get the top of the division. 11-5, and five, I think. 11-5. and five. You really have hated the Chiefs from the start. All right, you're right. I think that this might be... Maybe I've been paying attention to them less. I think this Chiefs team looks more dominant than it has in years prior because... They won the Super Bowl last year, and I guess we couldn't see Mahomes on full display since he was injured. So I think I can make the argument this is the most dominant Chiefs team we've seen. Uh, in Mahomes' MVP, first MVP year, he was letting it up, chucking the deep ball around. But now he's definitely matured as a quarterback in terms of he's making the smarter throws, throwing less interceptions, and just winning more games. That's why I'm saying they're more dominant now. Um, and I think that this could be the year that Mahomes wins Super Bowl MVP and MVP. We'll get into that later. But that's just crazy that a guy in his first three seasons starting one MVP the first year, one Super Bowl MVP the second year. And now this year has a legitimate chance to win both Super Bowl MVP and MVP. But I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. Point is, I'm all on this Chiefs bandwagon because they're just such an incredible offense. And their defense isn't too shabby, too. Give so, me the Give me the Dolphins. Wow. I think am I talking uh got to you there, Oren. No, it didn't. I was gonna take the dolphins. You just kept talking. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. All right. We will see. On to the Panthers, Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos. I love the Broncos. Oh, Broncos fan from the start. Just I don't understand it, Oren. No, I just don't see the Panthers are good, but I feel like the Broncos could prevail in this one. Interesting. I'm going to take the Panthers. I don't know what I would have thought, but I just don't have very much faith in either of these teams, but at least the Panthers had some glimmer of hope uh, and they've lost to a lot of good teams, which might lower their record. If they had Christian McCaffrey back, I'd be more confident in this decision, but now he's listed as doubtful, which is a huge loss for the Panthers. But more importantly, my fantasy football team now going into the playoffs. Anyway, I'm still going to take the Panthers. All right. Cardinals Giants. Giants are, of course, coming off of a huge win against another NFC West opponent, the Seattle Seahawks. Ben, you want to hear something crazy? What is something crazy? The Giants win. The Giants have the tiebreaker in the playoffs over the Cardinals. So the, the Giants will be... Are, are, is Washington on top of the division right now? 
Um, I, Giants are on top of the division because Giants have beat the football team twice. But I'm saying that if the Giant, the Giants would have the same record as the Cardinals. Yeah, but would they? Would the Giants be in the playoffs if they win in the playoff picture? If they win, they would be the four seed. But what I'm trying to say is that it's still kind of crazy that. In theory, if they were to be the wild card, right, and if they were to somehow get the wild card spot, they would be over the Cardinals. That's not that crazy. I feel that's like, like saying if the Jets beat the – or like some bad team that's – I'll just say the Jets. If the Jets beat the Chiefs, then they have the – they have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. Like no. that's the same thing. It's just like, okay, that's not going to happen though. Record, I'm saying. But so 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 the so the Giants have the same record as the Cardinals if they win. Yeah, they win this game. They have the same record. That is interesting. You know what? Weren't the Giants? Wow. Okay, okay, okay. That's I, I see what you're saying. That is interesting. I think right. the Cardinals are considered, at least in my mind, like a great team. But with a loss here, they drop down to six and seven. And there are plenty of other teams with better records that I regard less highly than the Cardinals. So I don't know what that says about if the Cardinals are underperforming, if we were all, or just me was overvaluing them. Uh, anyway, who you got this game? I got the Cardinals. I keep picking up the Giants because I just don't see what's that great about this team. I'm picking the Cardinals because I see talent on their team. I see them coming back for redemption. I just don't see Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy doing well. Yeah, the Cardinals need this win more than the Giants because the Giants still have the division. Um, whereas the Cardinals are in the hardest division in football, I'd say, or at least one of the hardest. And so the Cardinals definitely need this win more, although a win for both of them would be nice. Giants defense will great, but I don't think that it will be that dominant against Kyler Murray in this Cardinals offense. So give me the Cardinals. All right, Cowboys, Bengals. I've said that every single week. Even though the Cowboys are disappointing me, I'm taking the Cowboys. I I don't know what it is that's so enticing about the Cowboys to me. I know it's not that bold of a pick to take yeah. them over the Bengals, but... If there's and, one week where you take the Cowboys, this is the week. Andy Dalton comes I, back. It's, a, it's the matchup of backup quarterbacks. But Andy Dalton comes back to Cincinnati. It's a revenge game. I see the the Cowboys winning this game. Yeah. I mean, I don't, whatever. I don't know how much revenge will matter, but yeah. Colts, right. Raiders, good I matchup. Good matchup. Weeks of the ga- ga- games of the week, but also the Raiders have been very bad the past two weeks. Got destroyed by the Falcons. Barely beat the Jets. True, true, true. So I am. And going to- this this win has very like many playoff implications. Who's right. on top of the Colts division right now? Because uh, the Titans and Colts tied, and they're both eight and four, I believe. It's division i think the titans because the colts lost to the jaguars week one. Oh, common opponent not common opponent just um division oh i see i see got it okay so still this this game has a lot of playoff implications right. because if the raiders i don't even think the raiders are in the alc playoff picture right now they definitely be bumped down with a loss here who you got um i'm gonna take the colts Okay, nice. I think I'm going to take the Colts too. As much as I've liked the Raiders, they have unimpressed me. These plat, they've been unimpressive, I guess, these past few weeks. Colts have a good defense. Raiders have a bad defense. That's simple. Jets, Seahawks. You know what? 
clearly the Seahawks are bad against New York teams. The Jets are ought to win at some point. Give me the Jets. Really? No. <laughs> Come on. Oh, but honestly, okay, okay, okay. I won't waste your time. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah. You're going to pick the Seahawks. Do you think the Jets get a win this year? My brother asked me this question before the Steelers game. He said, what do you think is more likely, the Steelers lose or the Jets win? I Interesting don't even... question, actually. I would have said Steelers lose, though. What, what, I mean, what happens first? What happens first? Yeah. I would, I would have said Steelers lose, I think. Just not to uh, brag or anything. All right. Okay, let's see the Jets' schedule before. But what do you think? Um, do you think I, the Jets will lose? I mean, do you think they'll win any games this year? Um, the Jets, no, I don't think they will. Do you think that they're a team? Do you think they're a team better than some other teams historically that have won games, or are they deserving of being? I think they're deserving of being one and fifteen. But oh my god, yeah, the Jets play Seattle, L.A., Cleveland, and New England next. New England, like none of those teams are very. I think they've already played all their beatable teams in terms of. They already played the Chargers. They played it close against the Raiders. They actually had a fairly difficult schedule looking through it. All these teams are somewhat in the playoff hunt except two. That's crazy, but... <laughs> if you're, I'm just looking at the schedule right here. But anyway, um, yeah, the Jets could go 0-16. They are a bad team. I'm picking the Seahawks. You know, they might get their one random win. It's like you could never predict when it's going to be, but it could just happen because they're not deserving of being 0-16. But I don't know. I don't know. All right, Packers-Lions. Last time Packers played the Lions, that was week one. They absolutely feasted. Lions are playing with some momentum, but at the end of the day, Packers just have more firepower, just a better offense, and probably defense, although two very bad run defenses. I like the Packers in this one. I like the Packers as well. I mean, it's not doesn't need that much explaining. I feel like I'm not explaining today, but... The Packers just a better team. The Lions came off of a big win, but I don't think that that's sustainable. Now, here's an actually interesting game, Falcons-Chargers. I really like this game, and I think this game will have more than 60 points scored together. I think that's fair. These offenses, you never... I mean, they're very excited, explosive, but I feel like last time the Falcons played some other team, we're like, oh yeah, this is going to be super high scoring, and then it just wasn't at all, so... I'm more hesitant to say that, but I definitely see where you're coming from. Who you got? I I think I know who I've got in this game. I'm going to take the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to take the Chargers. I think uh, Justin Herbert's been doing fairly bad and not great in his past two games against... um, He played the Patriots, and who do the Chargers play two weeks ago? Oh, Bills? Yeah, and the Bills. I think he bounces back against one of, if not the worst passing defenses in the league. This Chargers team is bad, but I don't know if they're three and 10 bad. I think that they can steal a win here. All right. That's fair. On to 49ers, Washington football team. I'm going to take the football team. They've been riding. They're playing good. I like Washington. Honestly, I would not mind. I think Washington is the team I'd like to see in the playoffs from the NFC East most. Yeah. Giants aren't too bad, but they just irk me maybe because I've got some friends <laughs> uh, who are Giants fans. But I, I would really like to see Washington in the playoffs of, of those teams at least. They've got a nice defense. Their offense, Antonio Gibson's fun, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, you're picking Washington. Interesting. Very interesting. I feel like these teams are kind of similar, to be honest. 
Yeah. I mean, with, from the red uniforms to the good defenses and uh, you never know offenses. I never know what this 49ers team to be. Every single week I debate what I should pick. I really do not what, know, know what to think of the 49ers. Can they be, like, less confusing? Huh? Like, can they be, like, less confusing? Yeah. But I'll say this is a must-win game for the 49ers to remain in the playoff hunt, so I'll take the 49ers. Yeah, all right. On to Saints, Eagles. I'm taking the Saints. The Saints have a really good run defense. They're going to stop the Eagles' run game, which is the only thing that will make their offense not the, the worst. Eagles haven't even been running the ball anyway. The, the, the run, the run, the but, and, and, okay, you can go first, sorry. The run part of their offense is the only thing that makes it now look like the worst offense I've ever seen. So, <laughs> I mean, if they're not able to run the ball, you're putting it solely, actually, it's solely in Jalen Hurts' hands. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. I mean, what a rough, let's, let's go into this Eagle situation real quick, because, I mean, what a rough situation Jalen Hurts is in to have his debut against one of the best defenses in the league, one of the best teams in the league, such an underdog coming into this game. And that's ruining the confidence. People, people are saying that Carson Wentz had his confidence ruined by this Eagles management. And now they're choosing to put in their backup quarterback who's drafted their backup rookie against one of the hardest teams that could definitely ruin confidence. So I I just want to hear your thoughts about how the Eagles have handled this. Do you think that Carson Wentz, is a good quarterback? Does he have a future? And so on. Um, Carson Wentz for sure has a future. But then again, who... Uh, they on what team? They're not going to drop him. Yeah, but what are they going to do with him? Nobody's going to trade for him. They might cut him. So then you said, you said, you said, you said he for sure has a future. He for sure has a future. And you just said they're not going to drop him. They're not going to trade for him. He so. As a backup for the, <laughs> that doesn't mean a future. When I'm saying a future, or, I mean, or or someone will take a shot on him and put him in like a quarterback competition. Think about yeah, it. Interesting, but not many teams do that really. He's a 2018 MVP. Last year he was solid. Everything collapsed this year. If you're a quarterback and every after two great years, one MVP season, if everything collapses for you, then you can't just be out of the NFL, right? Yeah, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, it wasn't even an MVP season. And I wonder if something would have changed if he had won MVP that year. It's definitely, I think that definitely some of the blame goes on Doug Peterson and their uh, general manager for, um, they weren't calling the right plays. Once his mechanics were off and that's on him. But I think they definitely could have done better with what he had, even if Carson Wentz isn't the elite MVP type quarterback they thought they had two years ago. That's fair, but I mean... All that I think I'm going to say is that all of Carson Wentz's mistakes this year are kind of fixable. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say that they're ever going to be fixed. Yeah. But if they truly believe in their, like, if the Patriots got Carson Wentz, I would be scared. Yeah, but with teams that have the uh, will to get him, like, I feel like a lot of teams that have the uh, coaching staff good enough to train Carson Wentz. are either in line to get a good quarterback in the draft or already have a good quarterback like the chiefs or the, or the Packers. Like, I don't know how many teams there are that are looking for a quarterback that will be able to get the best out of Carson Wentz, because put it this way. uh, If teams have had troubles with quarterbacks, then they're probably not that good at training quarterbacks. I understand, but 
I mean, the, the Patriots would be the perfect fit for him. But then again, I said that same thing for Trubisky, for Winston, for every single quarterback that's like has potential but just hasn't reached it yet. So, I mean, I don't know. But yeah. All right. All right. Now we'll move on here. Steelers Bills, an interesting game because when people were looking at the Steelers schedule when they were 11 and 0, this was the one game that were like, man, this is their really losable game. This might be what prevents them from going undefeated. Yeah. Um, so now that the Steelers come off this loss, do you think there's a better or worse chance of them losing this game? And who do you got? There's a better chance. I'm going to take the Steelers. I think that when you're winning, there's a better chance of them winning or losing winning. I think that when you start winning so many games, you slowly and slowly like get accustomed to winning and don't have that mentality that you need to win like every single game. It's very hard for, so this could be a wake up call. Maybe you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying, I think this game was a wake-up call to say, like, wow, we can't just kind of slack. Like, that foot washing against Washington football team, they should have easily won that game so many different ways, but they didn't. And those games are going to happen, but, I mean, those are wake-up calls, and that's why I'm going to take the Steelers, because they just got woken up. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but then again, it could be a sign of their weakness and that they're not that dominant. Hmm. And Bills are rolling too. I haven't picked the Bills that much. I'll do it this time. I like the Bills. And I think that if the Steelers have a good offensive performance and beat the Bills, we're never going to hear the end of it from their fans. But I'm going to pick the Bills. Okay. Ravens-Browns. Another great game. So many playoff implications here. Ravens really need this game to stay in the playoff hunt. Well, they're 7-5 and five right now but still they're third in their division. So I guess you could call, you can make the argument that this is the best division in football. Who you got? Um, I want to hear what you take first. At the start of every podcast, we talk about how we always pick against the Browns. And I'm considering doing that again. <laughs> Last year, when the Ravens went 14-2, and two, one of the teams they lost to, the Cleveland Browns. This year... The Ravens are seven and five, have lost to five more teams, but they, let's see what the score was. Browns, Ravens score. Because I, I, my argument was going to be, you know, they, they, they beat the Browns handily, but let's see if that's actually true. Yeah, but they won and they won 38 to nine. All right. No. 38 to 6, whatever. That's even more. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how I'd say the Browns match up against the Ravens. But I'm going to take the the Ravens as much as I hate. Or as much as I say I'm finally going to stop picking against the Browns. I think the Ravens might need this win more. They just beat the Cowboys. That's a nice inspiring win. A nice way to get Lamar Jackson back into the swing of things. Now, in this crucial game against a divisional opponent, the Browns might end up being the Browns. I, I still don't trust Baker Mayfield that much. I'm sorry. Sorry, Browns fans. I'm taking the Ravens. All right. I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to put faith in the Browns. Wow. That's a man of few words, but that's all right. All right. Now on to the, on ba- to the Bears, my favorite part of this show. All right. Well, what a loss. I mean, what a just phenomenal, just incredible. I mean, they put on a great show. If you want to find a way to just terrorize your fans, 
make them feel terrible. I mean, that was that was a formulaic loss to make Bears fans want to. But I don't understand. Why was the defense so bad? The defense is just giving up. Giving it's up. Just, it's just a problem. It's just not. It's just not a good team at all. No, oh, they, and I picked them to go seven and nine at the start of the year, not to brag or anything. Was I was I super confident about them when they were five and one? Yeah, but that's unimportant. I picked them to go seven and nine. You picked them to go ten and six. Who do you think you are? All right. When they lose this week, they're about to not even wait. What are they right now? Five and seven. Five and seven. So they can't even go ten and six anymore. What kind of a pick? And I think the saddest part is that that win actually kind of mattered. There, that loss actually kind of mattered. That yeah. win actually, I guess this is kind of like last year. That's interesting. Last year on the same week, I'm pretty sure it was the same week in the NFL season, the Bears played the Cowboys, dropped 30 points, and gave Bears some hope that they might actually have a shot at the playoffs. Then that hope was killed a week or two later when they played the Packers, and the Packers just won. Yeah. This week, um, the Bear, last week, the Bears dropped 32. 30. 30. This mm-hmm. week, the Bears dropped 30 against the Lions. The Bears offense. This was the first time they put up 30 plus since that Cowboys game. And a win there would have put them back in playoff contention, but instead they lost, of course. Yeah. And there's so many reasons for that loss. I can point out to 10 things that the Bears could have done differently not to lose that game. And also, the worst part, the announcers were talking like the Bears had already won the game. Yeah. Into the in the fourth quarter. And I was like, yo, you guys gotta chill out. Like, and then of yeah. course they lost. No, but I mean the thing about this team is that was the loss. Like that is when you know you have a poorly coached team, a team that's given up. Yeah, I mean it is not good. <laughs> fire, I don't think you can find a single Bears fan that would say keep Nagy and Pace right now. Yeah, no, you fire Nagy, you fire Pace. No matter, even if you think that Nagy's a good coach and Pace is a good general manager. You also have to take into account that you're not going to be able to win with these players, with that coach. So either you completely rebuild your team, which is going to take six to seven years. You spend so much money on this team, or you just get a new coach and a new general manager, which is a lot sim- which is a lot easier of a process. That's, that's only if you believe in them. 90% of the fans don't even believe in them as good coaches. So I don't see any scenario. It's ridiculous to have a general manager pick three coaches because – like at some point you have to put some of the blame on the general manager. It's never going to be, if a general manager is picking perfect players, then the team's going to do better. Like they have to recognize that and clean slate. And I think that slate will be cleaned at the end of the season. It's ridiculous. That pace is only, I think Pace's only good attribute is picking late round players. It's his only good attribute. Like the only thing that I look and I say, wow, you're actually good. What about the Khalil Mack trade? Okay, he made one good trade. I'm not saying that he doesn't he hasn't made anything good besides that. That's true. In the first round, that was a good pick. We also picked Leonard Floyd. He, he picked, picked who? Roquan in the first round? Yeah, but he also picked Trubisky, picked Leonard Floyd, he picked Kevin White in the first round. And someone else, you know. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, you kind of have to look at that and say, wow, maybe he got one good first-round pick. But then again, you had four high Yeah, of course. Picks. No, it's bad picks, bad picks, bad picks. Sit on that. You got one right. So, I mean... Can't be happy with that, but I don't. You can't rebuild this team. That's the problem. You need to. You're going to get rid of Graham this offseason. Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet yeah. has been playing 
People don't realize Jimmy Graham plays around 30 to 40% of the snaps now. 30. Every single game, it gets lower and lower. Komet's playing like 60 to 70% of the snaps. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Graham is just not in that much. No, he's not. And the Bears are going to get rid of Graham. That's this is why I said, even though it's a two-year contract, the Bears made it so that they only... Uh, so great. Have- good good job, Bears. You, you signed a guy for a bunch of money, and now you can cut him, and you only have to give up a little money. No, I'm saying it. <laughs> At least they didn't make it some crazy extension like they did, like crazy guaranteed money like they did with Robert Quinn. So now they're going to pay him till he's 35. And that was terrible. How much money are they giving him? $15 million a year. And he has one sack. One sack. On the first play. First play. If that's not a way to give Bears fans hope and then just destroy it. Yeah. Not good. Not good. That's crazy. I mean, there's so much to blame, but Benjamin, I ask you a question. If you become, if you're hired as their new general manager, take out who you hire as a coach. What do you do to fix this team? Where do you use your money? Where do you use your first round picks? Who do you resign? Who do you release? All right. Give me a second to think here. I need a sec. You want me to tell you what my formula would be? Sure. You can go. You don't resign Allen Robinson. You're not going to. Robinson's out of there, and you would have to pay him so much money, $20, $21 million a year just to keep him. It's not worth it at that point. Okay. I think that Mooney could be has good potential. You sign a good receiver for $6, 7000000 million a year. Who's a good receiver? Will Fuller? Yeah, but he'll probably get $13 million a year. So then who's a good receiver on the free agent market right now? Like a, a Cole Beasley, uh, like a solid like <laughs> – Is he on the market or are you just saying Cole Beasley because yeah. you like Cole Beasley? I don't know who's going to be on the market. That's, come on. You need some receivers if you want to be successful. I mean, the Bears have so many other holes that I feel like receiver is the least of their problems. I well, it'll like- become a problem when they cut Allen Robinson. I mean, he's great and all, but I mean. I think, no, I'll say this. Allen Robinson might be one of the most overrated, quote, underrated players. Because I think he gets a lot of talk at least in, in my circles of being like a top wide receiver, maybe if he doesn't get a talk in other circles and he's underrated, but he's not elite. He's just not elite. I don't think maybe it's because, I mean, obviously every quarterback, every wide receiver is better with good play, but his hands are not surefire. He has a fair number of drops. Um, I don't think he's an elite wide receiver. I love him. We all love him. The whole city of Chicago loved him, but I can understand why you wouldn't would release him. Darnell Mooney the they showed the stat which made me happy the only player in the nfl this season with 60 plus targets and not a single drop and what i love so much about darnell mooney is that when you watch robinson play and miller play you see them playing when you watch mooney play he's working is working so hard Mm -hmm. you can see that he puts everything onto the field i love that there's no one on this Bears team that does that more than him, and I think Montgomery. Yeah, because he's still young and he hasn't been depressed by the hopelessness of the Chicago Bears organization. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Bears wide receiver come in with that much energy. I'm not saying he's going to be the best Bears receiver, but I'm saying well, I am. Really? No, no. He gives me so much hope that he works so hard. He's going to become a great receiver. But I mean, I mean, the, they don't have a quarterback. What I would do is I would give, I would try to sign Prescott. That is my, that's my thing. You that's to, crazy. 
Why? Why is that crazy? The Bears tried to say Dak Prescott asked for like $200 trillion from the Cowboys. You're not going to get him on any cheaper of a contract, and your whole thing is minimizing pay. No, that's not my thing is that you don't re sign Allen Robinson so you can get Dak Prescott. I truly believe that if you get Dak Prescott, with the Bears would have no wide receivers. I mean, they could draft one. Yes, but they still have no wide receivers. I mean, Mooney and Miller, but... that They're not good. I mean, Mooney's fine. Mooney's pretty good, but they, they still wouldn't have wide receivers. Well, that's what I'm saying. You sign one for $5 million a year. Who, who's the best, who are the best wide receivers on the free agent market? Oh, let me see. There are actually some very good ones. I know Galladay's on the free agent market. Um, He's going to get... Galladay's going to get resigned. I'm not sure about that, actually. He will. They were trying to trade him, I think, this offseason. Huh. Interesting. Who else is there? I'm checking right now. Um, AJ Green, Allen Robinson, T.Y. A- Hilton. AJ Very- Green's old. T.Y. Hilton would be interesting. I wouldn't mind having T.Y. on our team, but they're yeah. old. Marvin Jones, Brashad Wait, Perry. what did you say before Marvin Jones? I didn't hear you. Sammy Watkins, Marvin Jones, Brashad Perryman, Corey Davis, Willie Sneed, Cordero Patterson, Danny Amendola, John Ross, Keenan Cole, um, Will Fuller, Kendrick Bourne, um, Andre Roberson, Demarcus Robinson, Zay Williams, Antonio Brown, Curtis Samuel, Farrell Cooper, Demir, Demir Bird, um, Des Bryant. I'm just going to read Juju is a free agent, Josh Gordon. Juju, you think Juju? Honestly, Juju might not get resigned. No, I think he will. They have plenty of good. They have James Washington. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Kenny Galladay. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, 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 maybe. Very solid receivers. But I don't know. Juju might not get resigned. Alan Lazar, Travis Fulgham. Okay, okay. Travis Fulgham's trash, by the way. Yeah, whatever. I'm just naming. Um, anyway, I don't know how I feel about Do you think that Allen Robinson will agree to anything under 17 mil? No, because he the only incentive he has to stay is money. What else does he want? Right? I guess he wants to stay with one team for his career. But then again, why would you suffer through a few more years of this? The Bears have a roster. Like I said, they're a win-now defensive roster, and they've just given up. And I think that you fire Pagano as well, but that's not what we're saying. We're saying that – You don't like Pagano because he's been very bad the past few weeks? Well, like I don't like Pagano because this defense has been lacking two things in the past two years. And I just – I don't think that it's just the players. They've been lacking sacks, and they've been lacking turnovers. And I truly believe that if they had those two things, everything in this team would look better and they would have they would win two to three more games if they if they had that like the twenty eighteen season. Why don't maybe I'm just not looking. Why don't the Bears blitz that much? I I understand the rationale, but I just like to see some more pressure. Even when they had Fangio, they didn't blitz. But the thing is I don't know. I know, I know, I know that. But why don't they just blitz? Why don't they put on some pressure? My issue with them is that I feel like they're so conservative. They let you go down the field. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I yeah. just want to see them. I feel like they don't get that many quarterback pressures. And I feel like quarterback in, sacks. Like in the like the I was watching a video and it was like the Bears might let you get down the field, but they're gonna in the red zone. They're gonna be an amazing defense. Yeah, what, an amazing defense every single down and like. Well, because yeah. if you only have twenty yards of the field to cover, it's a lot easier than. Yeah, but they're eighty yards, seventy-five yards. One of the best red zone defenses in the NFL. Yeah. What? What? They're one of the best red zone defenses in the NFL. Yes, I just said, if you have only 20 yards to cover, then it's easier than 75. 
no, I, I understand your logic. What I'm saying is that I'm not saying you should necessarily pressure them, but the, the plays you call, you can't only play like with players back preventing a 75-yard touchdown, let them ding and dunk their way down the field. That's mm-hmm. my issue. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like everyone's asking for him to blitz. Like, why don't you blitz more? I don't feel like it's blitzing. I think it's the fact that they can throw it fast, right? When you can, they can throw it fast and they can throw it short. And that does two things. That gives you, that makes it harder for them to get a sack, for the Bears to get mm-hmm. a sack. And it makes it harder for Bears players to get interceptions. If you guard them tight, you're going to give up the potential big play once in a so while. So what did Fangio do, do that Picano didn't? I think Fangio just bolder in the sense that he would make the players, he would make their defenders play more to the receiver and let them, let them beat them, let them wait four seconds because he had faith that the pass rush was going to get there in five seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if This was just what I remember. If Fangio, like, let's say no one got there, there would be a big play. The thing is there was always someone in their face that they couldn't just throw it as far as they could. That's what made that defense so dominant and i just don't think that pagano does that that's my issue yeah all right all right so let me tell you what i would do if i'm the gm and then we'll move on yes i don't know yet (laughs) i don't think you completely clean house this defense is too good yeah i think the main problems with this team are the coaching of course coaching and non-players basically offensive line and quarterback. I think also management, but that, that'll be... Yeah, that's what I mean by coaching and management. I, I meant that. Yeah. Um, focus of the draft should be offensive line, in my opinion. My, my issue is offensive linemen usually take time to develop unless you get a superstar offensive lineman, which my so issue... So what are you going to do? Draft a quarterback and have him get sacked the whole time? Or take a good offensive lineman and... I think maybe you sign one. I, I haven't seen offensive... Offensive linemen have been good as of late. Like, Mekhi Becton, I think he's the guy in the Jets... Or the other one, Tristan Worse, one of those two, has been very good. Um, I know a few years ago, the guy in the Colts was very good his rookie year. What? Yeah, there have been fine offensive linemen. I'm saying, like, if you're at the Bears and you're at pick 14 or 15, it's very hard for you to get a... A good uh, offensive lineman, yeah. Maybe trade up? I don't know. I don't know. Because and then how else are you going to address offensive line? In the free agency, you draft a quarterback, but if I, I agree, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate because if you draft a quarterback at that point, you're gonna have to win unless you draft a superstar. Especially like what GMs will they take? Honestly, who's a who's a candidate for GM? I have no clue, but <laughs> like do you even trust the the McCaskies to to I don't know if I trust a good GM. It just it's just incompetence on all levels. Yeah, but I mean it starts from the top, right? That's where it all starts. You, the owners pick GM, GM picks coach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you don't even trust the owner to be a good GM, then that ruins everything. Yeah, that's that's the reason why there's so many franchises that are just bad year in and year out. I wouldn't say the Bears are one of those terrible ones, but they're for sure on the bottom tier in the past 25 years. Yeah. Like the Browns, the Jets, the Jaguars. They're, they're, they're all poorly managed teams. And even though the Browns are doing well this year, they're probably the one of the worst franchises since the '90s ever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it all starts from the top. But I mean, yeah. So anyway, I that's what I try to do. I'd probably just focus on offensive line. I don't know what to do about a Rob, to be honest. And quarterback, 
can't have any of the two we've got now. I mean, do you think there's any chance Trubisky is still in the Chicago Bears in 2021? He has to have. I don't know how many weeks there are. Four? I think he has to have four unbelievable weeks. Unbelievable. Or he has four very good weeks. Like, let's say he plays how we did last week every single week for the next four weeks. Yeah. The Bears are just unable to find, unable, they're, they're targeting a quarterback in free agency and they can't get that quarterback. Then they might go back to Trubisky. That's the only possibility I see. Okay. How would you feel about that? I mean, not great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on now, then we'll wrap it up. Bears Texans. Talk to me, Arn. Um, I know this is stupid, but the Bears won that game in the sense that... I know. Oh, you're going to say something. Go on. Just give me your pick, man. What I'm trying to say is that the Bears won that game through four quarters. The Lions are... The uh, Texans are not that... They're kind of a similar team. I think the Texans might just be a bit of a better version. But I think that the Bears aren't going to lose like that again two weeks in a row. I just don't think that that's very likely. I mean, they definitely can. There are, there are teams who are store. The Bears pull the Lions against the Lions. Yeah, I know. But, um, no, there are teams that do that. But, I mean, I just don't think the Bears are one of those teams that, that's going to consistently do that. And I mean, they've lost consistently six weeks in a row. But they've also – fine, whatever. <laughs> it's not like they've been, like, up – most of those games and then just completely went. I know this is their best loss. If you look at it. Yeah, it was their best loss, but I mean, it's also a terrible loss because it should have been a win. whatever, whatever. So who are you picking? You're picking the Texans. I mean, you're picking the bears. I hate picking the bears. I hate it. I picked the bears like most of the past six weeks and they've lost. I thought I was good at picking the bears and they were winning, but it turns out I just picked the bears to win. Even though I think I'm some pessimist, I don't know what to do anymore. Last week I was very much going to pick the lions until you picked the bears. And I picked the bears. I was wrong about that. Do I really want to pick the bears and watch my hope drain away? Should I just go into the game negative rooting for the Texans so that my, so that I'm pot, yeah, so that I'm impressed with the Bears win and I'm not sad if they lose because I expected it. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm picking the Texans. Maybe I don't believe it, but then I don't have to feel any sadness because I guess I picked it. Bear down, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going to cry. Oh, it's so fun being a Bears fan. Yep. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.